0: All right, you are listening to Addicts in Recovery. This is your three favorite hosts on Recovery Talk. I am Zach, and I am an addict.
1: I am Mike, and I'm an alcoholic. And I am Kevin, I'm an alcoholic.
0: We are here to basically talk recovery.
2: Yeah, that's our mission. Our goal is to spread that uh, positivity that you're not alone, that you can do this. There's hope out there for the addict and, and normies out there that they're is uh, a better side of this
0: reach out we have plenty of platforms that you can reach us on uh instamike knows what's up
2: find us on instagram uh addicts recovery a-i-r we're going to be keeping you updated on all of our current episodes and positivity and thoughts and ideas and uh, updates on what we're doing
0: we also want to know what is your feedback. I mean, how do we sound? What do you want to hear or talk about? Um, do you have any questions or like any specific topics that, would, that you want to want us to talk about?
1: Give us some subjects that you want to hear us talk about.
0: Exactly. And then you can find us on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, literally any iTunes, iTunes any, anything. If it has a podcast, <laughs> we're on it now.
2: You'll find us. I I kinda wanna talk about like triggers. Fuck yeah. Do you wanna talk about triggers? Let's fucking talk about some triggers. So I don't know, like randomly random things happen. Like so I like even tonight, like I was I gave my two boys, you know, jump they jumped in the bathtub and their shampoo like has this pine smell that smells just like gin. Oh right. (laughs) And like I it, I, it took me like three times to kind of figure out like what it is, and all of a sudden like I like closed my eyes and smelt it, and I just had these like horrible, horrible thoughts of when I drank Hendrix,
1: mm-hmm. like and oh, uh, because it, yeah. it's made yeah. of juniper berries and yes. it smells very sim- similar. Yeah, that makes so perfect. sense. It was
2: weird though. Like I haven't had one of those for for a long time. You know, I was just like, what is that smell? I'm like, oh yeah, that's Hendrix. <laughs> so, you, but,
0: it's crazy yeah. how uh it's it's insane how you can get a flashback just from a scent right just because it's it's all, i mean your olfactory system is just kind of like hardwired to your fucking memory right so but you smell something and you're immediately just like but Fuck. it goes
2: it goes to like places too like i know where i was i was on i was the lucky 13s in salt lake drinking it Ooh yeah you know what i'm saying like i i know exactly where and what happened like it's kind of weird I just, like, I don't know. And I haven't had one of those for a while, but it's, it's not, like, a positive, like, I want that. It's, it turned into something like, yeah, that was a really bad decision.
1: Right. <laughs> so. Right. I kind of had a similar experience um, today, actually. Um, I was playing a game of golf, and uh, there was little booth set up along the way,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it was, it was for recovery awareness, this golf tournament kind of thing that I was part of and so there was little booths set up on the way of different um uh, recovery centers and one of them was serving refreshments which was like a little cup a little glass of it kind of was like a mimosa in a way it was uh <clears throat> it was mint um limeade okay like with a squeeze of lime in it mm. And I drank it and I was like, wow, <laughs> that just, you know, that should be a little more liquory, y You know, mm-hmm. there wasn't any, of course, in it, but it just, it really, you know, took me back to that.
2: Into like a positive thing or a negative thing or like a memory I, or a memory associated it, it with just, that? It just,
1: it just, kinda, it just kind of, it seemed, you know, it was like, it was very hot today outside. So um, when I, well, first off, I want, you know, talking about triggers, any kind of drink with a, like a lemon in it or a lemon wedge or a slice of orange or some kind of like a citrus in it will automatically make me think of a cocktail. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, how how good that sounds sometimes. And it, it, it passes. It's just, it's very brief anymore, you know. I don't know if that'll ever actually go away, um, but it's much less loud. Yeah, so, Kind of the,
0: like the... Glimpse, yeah, just yeah. the
1: glimpse. I get that shit all the time. Yeah, yeah, kind of a thing. Um, the other day we were, uh, me and Zach actually went to uh, a concert in Boise, Idaho, and we went to this uh, ice cream place, and this kind of tripped me up, and I and uh, you know, it, it was it was pretty loud in my head, although on the outside I kind of I really played it down because you're able to. Um, because you realize that what's going on in your head is not always that big of a deal, and you don't have to listen to it all the time. <clears throat> but I actually had some ice cream. I said, "Oh, can I taste that ice cream right there?" She's like, "Yeah, sure." And she, so I, I tasted this ice cream, and suddenly I realized that it was, it had booze in the ice cream, like the, like rum. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It kind of tastes like stout. whiskey to me. It was a something. stout. Ice all cream. I could taste, uh, it, all I could taste was alcohol. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell what kind of alcohol. It was, um, but it just tasted like alcohol. And then I was suddenly aware that there was alcohol in my mouth. You know, <laughs> even though it was like a micro, right? Like it's-, it's like a little micro spoon, like a little ice cream tasting spoon that they give you. But it kind of tripped me up for a minute. So, and it's and it's odd. the The worry isn't that um, there's alcohol in my mouth. My worry is that I'm going to get drunk. Mm-hmm. That's my immediate fear. Is I'm gonna get drunk. I'm gonna get drunk. I don't. I don't want to feel the alcohol in my system. You know, um, I've had that experience before. Uh, um, I was cooking, and uh, for a restaurant, and I was making these things called drunken pears, and. I was I was not so new to recovery. I don't know. Maybe I had a year or something to that effect. And I put these these pears, which which is a whole pear, and you core it out and leave a plug in the bottom of it, um, so it's hollow, and you stick uh, a cinnamon twist you know, like a barks of cinnamon in in the top of it. And then you fill them with alcohol of your choice. And so I I filled them up with alcohol and brown sugar until it was like dripping over. And I shoved them in the oven. Well, one of my cooks uh, pulled them out early thinking they were done. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Uh, here, Kevin, taste this. And he gave me this forkful of this drunken pear, which was completely undercooked by at least a half an hour. And suddenly I was just flooded with like, probably you know, a quarter of a shot of hard liquor in my mouth. <laughs> and since I was kind of in early recovery, it I literally had to walk out of the room. I was sweating. And all I could think of in my head, I was in a total state of panic. And all I could think of in my head is, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I, I just did not want to get drunk. And it was completely... Well, I'm sure it's understandable to us, but it was completely irrational thinking that I was going to get drunk off of this tiny amount of alcohol that I had just ingested on accident. Is it that irrational though? Because if you think about it, like. <clears throat> I don't know if of, it is or isn't. I don't, I don't know. We I need to ask Cindy.
0: I kind of think that that's a <laughs> rational... A, a, I, I think it's rational because I almost cried when <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm serious. When I was that you, upset, but really I was trying though,
1: to hide. I, was, I went to the other room when you get
0: anything in your system. I mean, it, it kicks this trigger on and then you're vulnerable. Right. And right. then there's a lot of people that say, Oh, I've got, um, Oh, I had, you know, half a shot of liquor or a quarter of a shot of liquor, whatever it may be. I can taste alcohol. Oh, well that's relapse.
1: Yeah, like uh, th- I'm going out. I'm going out big. now. you know what I mean. So the way I was told about that is, is the intent. Yeah. Um, if I would have, so I've, I heard this 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 cool thing one time where they say if you reach for a cup and you think it's water and you drink it, um, but it's actually alcohol, that's not a relapse. But if I reach for a cup and I think it's alcohol and I drink it and it turns out to be water, you just relapsed.
2: Because you're thinking about it. Because
1: it's your intent. Yeah.
2: Well, like, so one thing I've been like really fascinated on is like celebrities that are in recovery and it's like not talked about, you know, like they just, nobody really talks about it. They talk about like, oh, so-and-so went to rehab or so-and-so went to rehab. But I was reading this thing about Samuel L. Jackson who's got a lot of years of like recovery time. And he said that, uh, he talked about if he could handle like a couple glasses of champagne, you know, over like a new year's party. And he said, yeah, I could, but I know where it would lead me to, you know, like I could have the control in that setting of that time frame, But after that, like the next day, he doesn't know, he doesn't know, but he kind of, he doesn't know what it really will happen to him, but he kind of does know if that makes sense like he's he, gonna go down the wrong path right so I thought it was kind of interesting I was just like yeah I, you know because people ask me that all the time like since I'm really fresh into this recovery stuff and a lot of my really close friends they're just like so what do you think are you gonna like never drink again You know, like he can, and it's just like a weird comment, you know. But I I understand where they're coming from because it's sure it's very socialized out there. Where you see it, where you go to any professional sports league or soccer stuff or golf, every it's everywhere. It's all over the commercials and oh, dude, it's fucking everywhere. And for people that don't have a problem, I don't think they really grasp that idea. Like he was that far down, you know. So when they when they say that to me, it's kind of a you know catches. I just I say, well, the end. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the idea, you know. I said one is never going to be one, and two will never be two. Let's keep going and going and going. The idea
0: of never drinking again was the thing that really fucked me up because when I got into when I got into treatment, it is fuck yeah, it's it's infinite, literally. Yeah. Um. But when I got into treatment, my honest to God, my intent was I'm going to get into treatment and I'm going to be able to drink like a normal person because all I needed to do was learn how to keep a needle out of my arm. And so I'm going to leave and I'm going to be able to drink and I'm going to be able to have a social life. and I'm going to be able to go to a bar and let it or not. Well, it was a fucking rude awakening when I found out that I couldn't do that. Um, and there were, t- there were times where I was like, there's no, there's no possible way. There's no way That I'm going to make it my entire life. And it's really more, and it it sounds so cliche, but they say it all the time. It's not about drinking forever. It's just like, I'm not going to drink today. Right. It's like like, the day-to-day stuff. Exactly. There was this old timer that used to go to meetings. Uh, He died a little while ago, but he would always say, I'll have, what was it? It was like a, Whiskey and milk, or something like that. Oh, white Russian. White it was a Russian. White, white Russian. Russian yeah. That's oh, right. He yeah, was he'd a, he said was a Lebowski guy. Yeah, he said <laughs> he he would say at every meeting, "I'm gonna have a White Russian tomorrow." Right. I wouldn't even give myself that because then I put it in my head like, "You're all prepared <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna right. have a White Russian tomorrow. Like, well, I gotta go shopping. Yeah, I but that's go. what he would do, you know? Because I'm not gonna have it today. I'm not gonna drink today. I'll drink tomorrow. Yeah, man, I'd be fucking laying awake in bed, like, all right. Like I can't time. wait till tomorrow. Yeah,
1: like, like a kid <laughs> exactly. on Christmas right. morning. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Run out. Of eat the Christmas tree, Run yeah. to the fridge. <laughs> but I do the same thing you do, Zach. I when when people ask me, um, so are you not going to drink like forever for the rest of your life? And I've relapsed um, a couple of times. Um, it's really hard for me to get sober. Like. All of us. I can't believe I just said that, like it's just me. But like <laughs> join the party. But anyway, I, I, I really have a hard time coming off of it. And sometimes I I I think that part of my sobriety um, I owe it to the fact that I don't I don't wanna recover. It's recover recovery sucks. It's hard at first, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard and it's tough. And you, you really, I, I really have to put my, my entire shoulder into it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to put myself through it again. So when people say, uh, do, do you, uh, you, you know, you're never going to drink again. I say the same thing. I don't, I don't actually know, but what I do know is I'm not going to drink today. Yeah. And I say and and. And that really puts them at ease and, and, and it gets me out of a situation where I have to explain myself, you know, I'm just not drinking today.
0: That's actually something that I'm, I'm facing right now at the moment is the whole, am I going to drink? Am I not going to drink? Cause I'm moving to a country that drinking is, oh, it's everywhere. It's, That's it's huge. Of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been talking to some of my friends in Europe and the way that they meet with their professors after class is at the bar. Right. They'll all, you know, talk about their assignments over a beer, and, and a pint. yeah, a pint. That's right, yeah, a pint. Um, it's a liter, motherfuckers. Uh, and so that's something that crosses my mind like regularly. How am I going to do this? How am I going to to meet people? uh in my age range because not i mean how many how many like 20 anything year olds are in recovery right right this is not very many um usually they're still out there ruining their lives
2: (laughs) we're still in the college phase yeah
0: exactly and so i'm gonna be and i'm gonna be living on campus in a college dorm that drinking is so normalized there i pretty sure they allow it because because where we're at they don't allow booze on like really any campus program. no but over there dude you can have a, a 30 pack in your fridge and they'd be like okay you know can are you, you actually one. well are you actually going to have booze in the house or not <laughs> or like what is you know what is right this? um so what's
2: and, so like what's your game plan though i mean like i mean you, i know you're obviously at the stage where you're thinking about it but like what's have you like what's your game plan i just said it twice but
0: my game plan is dynamic (laughs) to say the least um the first thing that i'm doing is first of all i'm keeping up with the podcast so we're gonna still be doing the podcast which is something that i will you know be able to work towards and have kind of a goal each week uh to work on the second thing is every city that i'm going to because i have this um I have this blog, the, um, addict abroad blog. I'm going to a meeting in every major city that I go to. Right. And then I'm going to, and then I'm going to document like, what is it like? What's going on? Um, kind of, what am I, what am I feeling? What's, what's happening? And then when I get into the UK, I've already, and this was the, I think the first thing that I looked up was where meetings are around the university that I'm at. And there's a meeting within, I think, I think the farthest one's about an hour commute uh, every night of the week. Everything is within an hour at least every night of the week, and so there's there's going to be that. Yeah. I mean, and it's A A N A. I mean, any
2: any twelve step meeting they have it over there. I just have to I just have to go. Yeah, well that. But I think I honestly think from my experience of growing up twenty miles where I went to rehab, never thinking there was a rehab where it was. You know, and then when I went there and every night we would travel around and go to different AA meetings, I didn't realize how big this sober community really is, you know? Yeah. And I honestly think if you... I'm sure you'll see it when you get there. You'll start to engulf yourself in it, and you're going to be shocked at how much is really around you. Oh, dude, I'm
0: jumping in head first. <laughs> these guys, these motherfuckers, aren't going to know hit them. Yeah. Like, who's this American?
1: I've I've always actually. And what did he do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've always admired your your uh, your um, commitment to recovery. Actually, you've been like a really big role model to me, Zach. Thank you. Because I, I remember. Um, he went to Alaska Mm -hmm. and um and I I remember you would call me you'd be like hey what's up and I'm like oh not much and what are you doing and he's like oh I'm walking to the AA meeting which was two hours yeah it was a really long walk (laughs) and he would walk yeah
0: like in the middle of the world at least twice a week
1: (laughs) he could have been eaten by a bear I couldn't just (laughs) to go to the AA meeting but he went yeah.
0: Yeah. Go. i go, I actually got a sponsor while I was there too. I was only there for like four months or something like that. I even had a sponsor mm-hmm. while I was there. Yeah. That's really neat. So yeah, I'm going to do, I'm really going to do what I always do when I go into a new place. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I got home, the first thing, the first day I went to a, I went to move an AA meeting when I got to Alaska, I think it was within the first week that I was regularly going to AA meetings. I was already connected before I even got there. I had I think, two phone numbers from people that already lived there that were part of the the home group up there. And so I, I was already connected with that as well. Um, it's amazing what you can find online. Oh, yeah. Like, contacts everywhere, especially now. So I, I, I'm in the process. I guess I'm not really in the process. I I'm attempted to call this line, but the time change is so massive. It's like an eight-hour time change, seven-hour time change, something like that. Um, but they have a, a helpline. AA and NA both have helplines. And so you can just call them and be like, hey, I'm going to this city. I need to figure out where meetings are. I need to get connected with people. And they'll, they're right Link on it. That. Yeah, cool. They're right on it. I mean, they're happy to, which is, great because <laughs> how many helplines are you got you have people that are like
1: yes we would yeah. love to help you right now you know I, I was surprised. Usually it's like the crisis on the other end yeah exactly what did you do <laughs> I was surprised on how much it helped like I went for I went on this little vacation down south in southern Utah and uh rock climbing and there was I looked up an AA meeting. We went to an AA meeting one of the nights that we were, you know, just gonna go into town and eat anyway. Mm-hmm. And so we just went in and stopped at an AA meeting, and uh, I was just really, act- I was surprised at how much like recharged my batteries. Like, wow, I'm having like this amazing vacation, and I was able to hit at an AA meeting. You know, um, for me, that just really recharged my batteries. I think, I think, a lot of people would automatically say i'm on vacation i'm not going to go to an AA meeting right i'm on vacation well the fact of the matter is is i can't take a vacation from my recovery
0: dude that's (laughs) when you need it the most yeah right
2: it's like usually that's like when your guard is like dropped
0: the thing that i love about that area is they have meetings they have so many meetings that i would the first few times that i would um i would i would vacation down there they had a, a seven a.m. meeting every day of the week, and so the first thing I would do is I even on my vacation I wake up at like six thirty and get to that meeting.
2: It's the best way to start the day. But it's just fun. Center
0: it's, it's, yourself. it's
2: fun like seeing a variety because like I've done that before in Southern Utah, St. George. I went to my uh, in laws' house down there, and then one night I was like, you know, I'm gonna go hook up with two people that I went to rehab with. They were down there, and I went into a meeting with them, and it was like it's fun to see kind of a, a, a just a variety from different places.
1: Oh, for sure. You know, And then yeah.
2: and then like a couple months later I went to uh, work, took me to the other st- side of the uh, state of Utah and it was in Moab. And Moab uh, is like the third year in a row for European tourist destination. People, sure. It's just booming, every language is down there. And I went to an AA meeting while I was down there because I had to spend the night and that was weird because usually I've associated myself with that town being biking and partying and drinking and stuff. And so going the opposite of like sobriety and being there overnight by myself, that was my first time that I actually missed an IOP uh, night. And I remember the therapist called me and was just like, you're not here tonight. Did you, I was like, I left you guys a message. I told you I was not going to be there tonight. And I, so then I already had that. So I was like, okay, I can't mess up and then I ended up going to an AA meeting was which was in a basement of a, a bank and I would say 80% of the people that were in there were actually speaking uh, different languages
0: right that's so cool it was
2: really weird like to not un- be able to understand them you know but as they were talking you knew that like you shared the same energy and the same f- goal that alcohol was destroying our lives and and we're we're clearly aware of what that substance can do to us, right? And and that's what it was. It was kind of crazy.
1: I like I like the the maybe it's psychological, but I I, I like the the fresh perspectives mm-hmm. from like hitting meetings from other places. Oh yeah, yeah. Just kind of it's hard it to.
0: I mean, I I completely. I completely support the idea of having a home group and of consistently going somewhere um, because you have a foundation. But when... And and so many people experience this. uh, When you go to a meeting so many times and you hear the same people say the same shit over and over and over again every single night it starts to gets it starts to get old and then that actually turns into a trigger because then you're like I don't want to fucking go to this meeting yeah, I don't anymore. want to see that guy yeah. yeah and I'm tired of dealing with this person and and so yeah getting out is and that's another thing I'm really kind of looking forward to is what are the like what are the perspectives right. in in London I don't know because they're not nearly as outgoing as Americans are it's just like a, a fact they're they're relatively more I, w- I don't want to say pessimistic I want to say uh, inclusive, mm-hmm. or what's that word? There's outgoing, and then there's
1: like no at, I know what you're saying. Not outgoing. Not outgoing. Inward in- in- <laughs> in- going. In- going. going. I know yeah. what you're talking. We'll make up words. I, I to it's to it's
0: say. it's gonna hit me ten minutes after we end this, or <laughs> at, probably just in five Can minutes. Can like edit the word in. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's actually something that I'm really I'm looking forward to is to see. What is it? Like, what do they do? How do, What do they do for fun out there? I mean, it rains all the fucking time. How yeah. Do, like, do you camp in the rain? Is that, like, a thing?
1: <laughs> sure. And, <laughs> and also, like, I like the conversations uh, when, when I go to a, a different meeting somewhere far away. The conversations that you can have before and after the meeting with people. I, If I can tell, like, a, a little thing that I did learn is... Why are you, you even asking us if you I, can tell it? I, yeah. just I don't know. Say I say it. that every time. <laughs> it's part of my humility. Oh, there you go. He every wants time. us to
2: sit down like Indian style and just listen, yeah. <laughs> like a teacher student thing. I, but I can I
1: share a story? I I used to not want to go to meetings. the The, the thought of going to meetings is I, I didn't want to go because I I didn't want to be around a a bunch of gutter drunks and people who I I guess maybe I thought were lower than my. Status was at the time, um, and then which is ridiculous because that's like snubbing my nose at someone from the gutter, mm-hmm. you know. But I I like the fact that when I go to different meetings, I can hear uh, meetings from travelers, and and you find out that a lot of people that are in meetings are lawyers and doctors and airline pilots and huge company and business owners and these people that. I guess, aren't the stereotypical thought of who an addict and an alcoholic is. Right. And I was reading this study that was done about alcoholics and addicts, the people that, that keep practicing the sickness, actually have a higher earning capacity than the general public. And so you wonder, you know, you think, oh, they're so educated and they're, they're making, like, you know, they're successful in their careers and stuff. Why would they choose to be alcoholics and addicts? And of course, they don't choose that. But one of the one of the reasons that keeps them that way, um, their intelligence, in general, with alcoholics and addicts, one of the things that 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 keeps them in their addiction and practicing their addiction, their intelligence works against them, because. We think that we're going to outsmart it, mm. and and intelligent people who are alcoholics and addicts often die from it because they th- they think they're going to lick it. We're going to mm. figure this out. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how to not let my alcoholism win. So this time it's going to be different. Yeah, I'm gonna wait. Figure I'm out. gonna do it this way yeah. this right. time. <laughs> this time I'm gonna try. Yeah you know, <laughs> tomorrow I'm I'll gonna, just drink beer instead right. of shooting
0: meth. I'm going to try shooting heroin instead. Right. And I think and then I'll I'm, be able to function. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And then I'm going to stand up, stand <laughs> on my head <laughs> and drink it and I'll drink less. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm going to count it with my fingers and mark the bottle as I go down, you know?
2: Right. But I think a lot of it goes to like the, the labeling aspect. Cause like my mom, uh, she really struggled with the idea when I was actually, she came and saw me the first time we cause the, uh, this whole sobriety stuff was pretty fresh in the family. Uh, she came and she heard me say, you know, I asked a question in rehab. And I said, I'm, you know, I, I said I'm Mike. I'm an alcoholic. And she told my wife that she didn't like my my mom didn't like that label. And you know, she was, I don't think he deserves that like label. Why does he label himself as an alcoholic? And it was kind of a hard uh, thing for her to kind of grasp, you know. Cause Mm -hmm. like, you don't really want to, I mean, it's not like a cool thing. Mm -hmm. It's not something I'm just like, uh, you know, something to just be proud about. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Wave a flag around
1: alcoholism. Of course, to a layman is a mindset right, and not a medical condition. So, Yeah.
0: And it's a, it's an ailment or like a public, uh, a personal, I guess not defect, but you're, you you're, di-
1: you're I would say that's fair it's oh, yeah but right. like that's the way it's looked at so yeah. defect
2: so my wife and I were talking about it the other night when and she was saying this and I my mom has changed her opinion of it I uh, because it's I' I'm better better meant better better, nursing, better how do you say that I'm, I'm trying to make myself better I guess right yeah bettering, bettering self-improvement. Self-improvement. self-improvement there you go <laughs> I already told you my words never come out. All our words are up word today. today. So, yeah. so, she, uh, so, my wife and I are chatting about this, and I said, Yeah, but if you, the biggest thing that you can do is you got to be aware of your situation. And if I'm aware that I'm an alcoholic or I'm aware of what alcohol will do to me, then I don't, I actually take it as like a positive because it actually creates me to be stronger that I don't, I, I'm aware of what it will do to me. That's you know? correct.
0: The level of humility—you right. know
2: your limitations, but but you don't see it in like social in, in other ways of like, you know, hi, I'm Mike and I'm a shopaholic. You know, I'm yeah. a, Hey, I'm Mike. I'm an overeater. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm, you know,
0: little does I, everybody know Mike I'm actually a... weighs 200 pounds <laughs> overweight.
1: Right. <laughs>
2: You're he's sitting in a solid 450 right now. <laughs> but but the point the point is like people don't do that you know, with their real other issues that are going on, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, there's a subtle, there's a subtle difference as every addiction has one. Wouldn't you say? I mean that one of the subtle differences, the reason why alcoholic is repeated so many times, like such as in the AA big book or addict is repeated so many times as in like the NA book, basic text, uh, basic text is it's trying to drill into your head that you are one. Right. And it isn't as a, because after a while, I think everybody begins to feel this way. I'm so tired of hearing the word alcoholic. I don't I don't want to be an alcoholic. I don't, you know, I'm tired of hearing the word that I'm an alcoholic. I'm gonna be sick forever for the rest of my life. The point that it's trying to make is so you start identifying yourself as an alcoholic so that you remember what alcohol does in your system. Sure. And I would say one of the subtle differences is there they're actually and I've read lots of things about this, there's actually a measurement of how much alcohol it actually takes in an alcoholic's body to trigger a craving. And that's very important for an alcoholic to remember the difference between a craving and an urge, you know, or a thought, I want to drink, you know. Um, Wow, that looks really good. Well, that's a stupid thought, you know. There's There's a huge... Uh, very, very big difference between an urge and a craving. The thing with an alcoholic, if he gets a certain amount of alcohol in his system, it will actually start a chemical craving in, in the cells of your body that will make your, that you feel like that you need it Right. Your body needs this and it'll, your mind will start to follow that. Craving. Yeah. It'll
0: literally bypass. I mean, it'll bypass food, sex, all your basic instincts. It bypasses all that shit. And, and it's a, it's, it's, to the,
1: it's a very real medical, uh, issue. That's, it's, it's a physical and an anomaly is what they, they used to call it. They used to call it a, and they still call it to this day an allergy. It will, it will trigger, a, a, a systematic uh, flow of things in your body that's very real and a non-alcoholic doesn't understand that because that doesn't happen to them yeah so <clears throat> you know at you know going back to what you're saying about the shopaholic and the maybe a, a gambler i'm not saying that any of those are any less valid but there are subtle dif- differences there you know um you just don't want to like put yourself into a situation where you start that craving all over again and you haven't even drank anything you just right. you just ended up with a certain amount in your mouth that, th- that went into your system you know
0: right I, I think it's I think nobody wants to identify as less than I think that's the hard part about it is nobody wants to identify as hi I am Zach and I am weaker than you right or, or different than or you, or different than you or less than you And I, I, I totally get the, um, I totally get the, the, the repeat it over and over and over again and it gets really fucking old. But at the same time, when you
2: hear it over and over and over again, it's also from all these other people, you know, you're not alone. Right. Well, on top of that, like, like in my parents situation, you don't want to see your child in that type of a way and associate your child that way. Like, sure. You want, makes perfect sense. You want like your son or daughter to be higher than that you know yeah and like i can see that where a lot of people associate it as like failure and like and for me i i feel like i am failing when i don't make that part of who i am now Mm. i feel like i'm i'm dropping my ball and i'm lowering myself of like i am very prone to jump back onto that ship again if i don't do the opposite and be aware of it and be positive like okay look how much good shit's happened because i've not done that, so sure. I will. St- I will keep associating myself with that.
1: You know, sure. I don't have to tell myself anymore um, when I'm offered a drink at a party, or like I've said before, I can get. My, I get into the worst kinds of trouble when I'm by myself. Actually, it's easier for me to deny a drink if I'm at a party than if I say ended up for some bizarre reason with alcohol at my house when I'm by myself. Um, But now I've come to the point where I don't have to say, oh, I'm an alcoholic, I don't have to do that. I don't even have to say that in my own head. It's just when I'm offered to drink and it has alcohol in it, I'll, I'll just automatically say, oh, I don't want that. (laughs) yeah Yeah. well it's like it's like like i went to like there because alcoholic was embedded in sure and it was repeated so thank you
2: for that so like i've i'm (laughs) I'm still i'm I'm climbing almost to my one year mark now dude you're so fucking close a few weeks away super close super close and but like there still is a lot of people that i am around that like we're not super close that i don't really feel like it's all that appropriate just like here's my story but like, there's a few times we hang out with some people, like we did on Monday night. We went up to the ski resort and watched a movie at night. And, and one of my friends uh, that we kind of associate, our kids are the same age and stuff, he like hand me a, he's like, Do you want some of this? It's a flask of, he was like, it's Jeremiah Weed. And I was like, oh dude, I'm good. And like, it wasn't the thought of, of you know, I was like, well, thank you. You know, cause he doesn't know. If he knew, he'd be really sad that he offered me something to drink. He's yeah. like that type of person. He'd be like, oh shit, I had no idea. <laughs> but I like thought about it for a second. And I was just like, man, even if I took one pole of that thing, mm-hmm. it wouldn't do shit to me. It'd like, piss I would, off. Yeah. it piss, <laughs> pissed me off where I'd be like, you know what? I need to go grab his whole flask and probably just pound the whole thing down because mm-hmm. that's the only way I would get some sort of reaction out of it. And it's just like, but you're sitting there just like watching the movie on the hillside, enjoying like outside nature and stuff. And then why the fuck am I thinking about this it's Mm. like go away yeah right you know why why am i wasting time with my family with my kids and watching a movie and why is this the why is this noodle in my head right Mm. and i was like kind of talking myself through it and it's it's been a helpful thing where i'm just like okay well think about it your friend doesn't know he's be nice if he did it you know you can do it any time you want to technically but you're not and it's just like this mental. I call, it, becomes I call it
1: your thought theme.
2: Yeah, like I call it like my mental gymnastics where you're yeah. just like re- kind of jumping through it and you're like, okay, and all oh, suddenly, all <laughs> i am sometimes reach my hand out some popcorn and start eating. It. I'm just <laughs> like, okay, I'm like well, why does this g- so much energy get so caught up into it?
0: I think a lot of us right. put, um, I know I do. I, I, well, I did for a really long time. I'm to the point now where if somebody like, sets a drink in front of me or offers me a drink it's just instinctively I, I, I don't want that like no nah, I'm good I'll have you know <laughs> my fucking LaCroix my sparkling <laughs> water I don't he's know he's on a LaCroix thing right? I really yeah. am on a LaCroix LaCroix Crick LaCroix Kick um, Pamplemousse is the best so LaCroix you should definitely sponsor
1: us
2: uh, I, I saw a funny thing somebody says you know what LaCroix tastes like is is when your foot falls asleep <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. I
0: can see that. Yeah. I was like, uh, I, I was wondering why I like that so much. The, <laughs> but for for years, actually, the first probably year or two of um of recovery, I was consistently coming up with ways of how I could get out of having a drink from somebody offering it to me, because I would create this thought in my head that they were then going to you know if they offer me a drink and I say nah I'm good. They're gonna immediately think, Ooh, what's wrong with this motherfucker? Yeah. Like, what are you too good for a drink? Or that or that I'm just different. And instead of instead of just saying, you know what, I don't want that. I'm good. Like, I'm gonna drink a fucking mineral water and I'm gonna be fine.
1: Who knew what drinking water would just be fine? Yeah, no water, kidding. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody well, it's,
2: cares. It's just different though. Like I so my wife and I we went on a date night about a week and a half ago and we were sitting there and she goes, Is there you know, is there any parts of, of of like living the way that you were living, do you miss? And I said, well, basically, like, if you two, you know, did that thing where you draw two circles and you, the kind of the pros, cons, and the stuff in the middle, you know, of all the good, bad, ugly, I was like, obviously, the pros are way, way outnumbering all the bad stuff. You know, all the good stuff right now that works great. My relationship with my wife, my kids you know, being on top of things, being able to sleep and wake up and feel like you're actually uh, not a menace to society, you know, that I'm actually, you know, working hard at my job. But there was like these, she goes, what do you miss? I said, you know, there's like parts of it that I just like, that going and socializing with a couple of your pals and catching up and having a couple of beers at a bar, I do miss that. Because you don't just go to a bar and just like order a Sprite. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, and so that, that to me, I was explaining that to her and she's like, yeah, I bet you that would be kind of hard. And I was just like, but it's not something that's like, well, I want that back. But it's like, maybe that happens a couple times a year where it, when I was doing that. But I said, even when I was doing that though, it, it was a very controlled setting. It was like, we're it's mid, it was like a midday, or not midday, like a mid or midweek, I should say at night where we're still like, well, that was fun catching up. I got to go to work tomorrow. It wasn't like, rager yeah Let's. so it was i said but that was the difference it wasn't like i we're it was it was just the social, socialization aspect of it. and i said and i just don't see myself ever doing that to go hang out with them at a situ in a bar like that or like a, or a place in a setting to like go drink a sprite. i just want i just want you know it's like the i cutting. don't want to either fuck yeah that, it's, like, it's like like what you were saying people places are things why would i want to go do that yeah so I just, but it was, she was like, I totally understand, I get where you're coming from. I was just like, but that's, you have to kind of take take the good out of that and like realize, okay, there was some fun stories and cool stuff that we did and positive things. But now look how much positive that there is. And that's obviously a better path. I mean, with whatever you do in your life, you have to always give up something, in my opinion. Like you have kids, you give up a lot of your own time to focus on them than you would be being selfish to yourself of more activity. So like, it's just kind of a life change. And that was like the number one thing my therapist told me is like, it's, it it is creating a new life. And so it's just kind of that reflecting thing and being able to talk about it and openly talk about it. Cause I, 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 struggle with that. I always struggle with, um, communicating and expressing people, how I'm feeling and stuff like that. So it was kind of fresh to be able to talk to my wife like that and, and I was like, are you worried about me? You know, she's like, no, I think it's healthy that we're actually talking about this stuff because usually we would don't talk about this type of thing. Right. So it's just life change, I guess. Life changing. Absolutely. So
0: it's crazy what open communication will do with a relationship. Oh, yeah. I F off the chart what open, open communication will do. Right. Yeah. No, I am. Um, one of the things that I had a really hard time with that I still kind of I sometimes have a hard time with is just opening my mouth and saying something. Um I listened to pod I was listening to this podcast that Dax Shepard does. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good podcast because he he'll bring on these celebrities and these A-listers and he doesn't focus on, you know, I he doesn't give two shits about how they're famous. He doesn't give two you know, he, he just doesn't even Focus on what they've accomplished as much as what's really going on, um, and and what it does is it brings this light to to what's actually happening. I mean, he does a podcast with Conan O'Brien where they talk about um, they talk about antidepressants and how they, like they couldn't you know or how Dax would talk about how his wife has this really bad uh, depression that she has to take antidepressants. And Conan talked about how he had depression things as well. And, and it just dug into these places that people don't want to talk about. Right? They don't want to talk about because they think I'm flawed in some way. So I'm not going to tell you what's happening right now. But what it does is it opens this door to what we need, which is telling people more about how we're feeling because we're not alone. But these people who don't, because when we don't talk about it, these people just automatically think, oh, I'm alone. And I don't fucking, I'm I the only one that feels this way. Other people are fine. I'm fucked up. And so I'm just going to try and live with this. Um, but in reality, it doesn't have to be that way. And by opening up and by saying, I'm an alcoholic, or by saying, you know what, I, I actually just by making the action of, you know, I'm good. I don't want to drink. I'm fine. Uh, people see that and people wonder, okay, what? Like, not what necessarily. Is yeah, 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 exactly. Or you'll see people will just sense that you're genuinely happier than you were before or, or you're um, more outgoing or like, yeah, you have exactly. more energy. Um, I can't say that I'm more outgoing without booze. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's taken me quite a while to be as, uh, to be as outgoing as I am, but I can say that I'm, yeah, I'm much more genuine and I'm not landing on my face every other night, you yeah. you know, chipping a tooth or whatever else right. it is. Uh, but it, it really does. It opens a dialogue, it, it opens a dialogue and it, it helps show
2: people that they're not alone and it's like and th- really important. I mean, I think it's a healthy thing because I mean, if you really look, cause I've, I've been like really looking into a lot of the celebrity people and I was reading, I think it was, uh, Buzz Aldrin or it was Neil Armstrong who was one of the two. Struggled with, dude. Alcoholism. Did you hear about
0: him punching that guy in the face? I did, yeah, dude. That's did where you I see the video? Yeah,
2: it's,
1: <laughs> it's good, it was so good. I haven't looked it up yet. Oh man,
0: you need to. if you want to see like a 90 year old man deck some guy in the face, it's <laughs>
1: was that awesome? Was some guy that was telling him he didn't land on the moon or something. Yeah, it was yeah. a conspiracy
2: right. theorist, it was so cool. But I don't remember, it was one of the two um, that had struggled with alcoholism, and he was explaining to somebody that in this, like, kind of this, I'll summarize the quote. And he said it was literally one of the hardest things he ever did. It was to become sober. And you think about that type of a person. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Right. Yeah. To think like that was one of the hardest things he did. And like the, the dude like was,
1: and he's like so accomplished. I know.
2: Yeah. Right. And like went on the moon. Motherfucker was on the moon. But like watching, have you seen first man at all? Huh? Oh, you need to see it. It's like the story of them doing it with Ryan Gosling in it and stuff. And I had no idea, but like the dude lost his daughter uh, with cancer, she had cancer at like three. Oh. And like mm. he was like trying to solve it and try to figure out what, you know, the, the whole cancer thing and stuff. And it really put a spin on him. Um, you know, he's speaking on my little kids behind me awake, but he's, he's kind of the creeper in the house. Um, but it was like all of the wives, like literally an astronaut was dying every single week doing test stuff. Trying to land these planes back into the universe from down to, down to the planet, people were just dying like left and right, and I mean, it just is all the loss. And all the wives are like, "What do you? I don't want you doing this anymore." And I mean, the dude survived all of that, and you know, says that alcoholism was like one of the hardest things that he ever did. That's mm-hmm. that to me was mind blowing. I was like, "Holy cow! This is this is huge."
1: It is.
0: I still think like. I still think to this day that, uh, so far at least anyway, recovery is way harder than anything that I've done. And I mean, I've taken some pretty, I think, pretty advanced business courses. I mean, talk about when you walk into when you walk into a classroom and this guy's talking about statistical regressions of economic states and just all of this, you know, mumbo jumbo that you wonder if they're even speaking English. Which ninety eight percent of the time I don't think that they are. I don't, I don't know what they're actually saying, but I can go in, I can take this class and just by using some of, not even all of the tools that I have in recovery, but just a few of them, I can ace that class just by using some of those tools because nothing that I've run into so far even comes close to, to the level of difficulty that can come
2: from recovery. Cause you really have to change everything about yourself. Yeah. And it's all, and it's all self-consuming to yourself yeah. of like your you know, when somebody's saying something to you, you're you're listening to them, or and and that becomes like a small little part of it. But like the whole being sober and you know triggers and relapse and all these thought process of like the actual substance it's so self-consuming that it's like it's it is part of your day every day, mm-hmm. every you know. So it's 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 different, in my opinion, I guess. But
1: I I just it. I appreciate the what you guys are talking about because it just reminds me about how important it is for me to be able to hit meetings and to be around people like me, because they get it. Mm-hmm. They get it. They get they get how difficult it is, and when you're around people with the same difficulties, suddenly it doesn't seem anywhere near as difficult. You know, every, right. everybody just gets it.
0: Yeah. You know, no. I, I there's strength
1: in numbers, and there's positiveness. You know, there's yeah. there's positivity, a, a pos- positive out, yeah, positivity and a, you know a good outlook and, um, like I was saying a little bit earlier about meeting people who have these great careers and are world travelers and everything else, in AA meetings you get a sense of humility, because you're all the same. Right. So you might be sitting next to, you know, like this multimillionaire, you know, international business guy and uh, he's just the same as you. Yeah. And you talk about things that are the same and it's great.
0: Yeah, there is, uh, I guess, a common connection, mm-hmm. which is which is why I continue to go to those meetings. I mean, the whole reason that I int- that I that I continue or that I, I guess I started going to those meetings was for that connection. I mean, also it was because I had an hour a day where I knew I wasn't going to get high, you know. (laughs) Like, I might have gotten high after that meeting, but I wasn't getting high in that meeting. And so that's why I would go. But then, yeah, it was the connected. It was the connections that I made, um, which kept drawing me back, which is why I'm still such a huge advocate of it. Because that that support system there is phenomenal, as long as you go after it and as long as you, you know, get it. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's crazy, man. Fucking crazy. <laughs> so one of the things, um, one of the things that I've been I've been really fighting back are these thoughts of I'm moving to a fucking foreign country. Like, I'm totally taking this this podcast and I'm moving it towards me. Um, I'm moving to a foreign country. I don't know. That's- and it. I still the reason that I'm I'm bringing this up is because talking about hard things in life this is um one of the this is going to be easily one of the hardest things that I've ever done and to To look at it as anything more than what I what I looked at it towards Mike is wrestling a child right now, so I'm getting a little distracted. <laughs> um, this, um, to look at it as anything more than than what I did to get to where I'm at in my recovery would be would be asinine because it's not. Right. It's, it's much less than it. if I take the tools that I learned while I was in recovery being committed to going to meetings, being open to meeting people, being open to trying new things, um, all of those things will lead me to success. I mean, it has before. I don't see why it won't anywhere else. And so right. even though I'm taking on this huge commitment, it doesn't, Ooh. Sorry, it doesn't necessarily you know mean I'm going to fail.
1: Right. That makes perfect sense.
2: Sorry, I'm winded.
0: You're good, man. <laughs> I think you did that too. so well. He snuck up real quick, too. Well, he's like
2: he's like a little cat, you know? <laughs> and, like, oh, man. It's, it's, like, one thing, too, not to, like, change gears, but what Cindy was saying last week, too, about, you know, her uh, her son of one that was, like, really emotionally connected with things, and I'm so winded. <laughs> <laughs> But, he, man, he's, like, the one child that, like, he's so... Like, he's holding... He'll, like, he'll hold little bugs and talk to them. And, oh. you know, he's super connected. So I'm just, like, maybe become super, super <laughs> hyper-sensitive. Hyper I'm, like, okay, I'm, like, thanks, Cindy. I got to watch that. Now I gotta I'm catch terrified. That. Like, I don't know.
0: My yeah. kid's going to have a bottle of booze in his mouth at the age of five. I know. it's great. <laughs> well, actually, one thing that she did teach me was that... um Shame is passed down from parent to child, and so if you work towards fixing your shame and working on your your shit, um, it won't get passed down to them. So, so they may be more. You know, DNA is something that's been proven to put put you more susceptible. But the other thing is the parents' level of healthiness. So, if you have a healthy level of living, then you're minimizing their chances of getting. I wouldn't say getting addiction, but I would say
2: falling, I guess falling into it, right. um, drastically. Like drastically. No, I, could, I could see that. Cause like, I look at a lot of my, I was, t- I, my wife and I actually talked about this the other day because, uh, you know, a lot of my looking at some of my really, really close friends and I'm wondering like what, like, I look back at a lot of their success. I look back at their parents and it's like the relationship that they have. If you create this parent, child relationship where like your child literally has a problem and they come to parent to talk about it versus of like I can't talk to my parent because they're going to judge me or they're yeah gonna tell me they're doing something wrong or I'm a failure or this that creates such a negative impact on them
1: the, they'll they'll be more willing to catch it or to to, to confront it early on right Well, wow, I think I just I think I might be developing a problem
2: right like nothing would make me feel more proud as a parent is if like my child, you know, in an older age, f- did something that they shouldn't have done, and the first person they call is me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like if they call me up and like, "Hey, Dad, this is what I did. Uh, most of my friends are doing this, and like we, and we could get in trouble for it. Or I we smoked weed around the school, or you know, right? Anything like that where they I could be not just like shocked and be like, I can't believe you did that, but a level of like hey let's talk about it and like really sit it down sit down and, and, and kind of walk the steps through it because I I feel like it's so hard already being a parent and the harder way to raising a child is to just tell them you know yeah mm-hmm. versus of like the real why behind it well, right?
0: absolutely and right it's
2: so much harder it's so much harder to be like I don't know just the why behind everything so and having them talk about it to you of the situation and and I'm not looking I'm not like saying I'm excited for that but like I really hope that I can create that type of balance with them yeah oh yes I hear you man
1: absolutely and you're sober enough to do that right
2: versus the opposite where I might drunk on the back porch and hey you want to come join me? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but like, <laughs> cause that's how you sound. Too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm when you have, yeah. <laughs> like
0: you've been smoking for the last 50 years. <laughs> hey, you want to come join me? me? Come out here. Uh, so we're going to have time. Uh, is there
2: anything, what do you got? Final thoughts guys? You know, I don't, I think just keep grind, keep the grind on. And I really, I, I think just, on your hard days, like I've had as well, where I'm like, you know, this might be better to to go off and go do, you know, a drink or something like that. Just it's not. I just really focus on the positive, mm. you know, all of the really good things that are happening around you and all the shitty things that happen because of it. And I, I hope that that's enough persuasion to to push you through another day. You know, mm. I wouldn't think of the forever. I would go to the the slower stop. That you know, that you're not alone out there and, and, uh, there is a way out. Just keep going.
0: Good shit.
1: Yeah. What I, what I wanted to say when you were talking about how, um, you know, some days when you were like maybe for a minute or whatever, where you're thinking about what you missed, uh, you know, when you were drinking or whatever, um, of course there's going to be that. There's like, I, I think I said before, if you didn't have some good times, when you were drinking and drugging, you didn't do it right. Right. Mm. So, <clears throat> you know, there was a reason kind of why we ended up where we were. We, we, we were having a great time and we wanted to have all that great time right now, mm-hmm. all of it. And we did. And that's why we used it up. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? And, <clears throat> but I just wanted to say, you know, keep, keep, keep trucking because sometimes I, I actually do get in those moods where, where I forget how much better it is. And the only reason why I forget how much better it is is because it's so different. It's not comparable. Yeah. And it's so much better that I, f- I forget that it's better. You know, mm. it's just so beyond different. It's, um, it's so, yeah, it just, just keep doing it. And if it, and if it, and if it sucks at the moment when it, cause I did say that, you know, recovery can suck. There's moments that are really hard. Um, let it suck, just let it suck, and just don't drink, don't use, because it's going to change abruptly and it's going to be better. You know, long term better. I used to say, I'm having like these really weird um, breakouts of serenity. <laughs> you know, even there's like, something wrong with me. I know it's like, oh my god, I'm feeling like I've been feeling okay for like a whole day. Oh <laughs> you my know, God. yeah. We'll so,
2: I I forgot to tell you. I got I had to tell you guys a funny story. Do we have, to have time for a minute? Yeah, we All got right. time. So permission, my, my permission, asker. Permission granted. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ching. <laughs> so i forgot to talked about this. So the other day, um, my dad called me at like seven o'clock in the morning, and just kept calling, calling, calling. And I was like, "What? What's going on?" And he, he, I finally answered. I was like, "What's up?" And he's like, "We have a tea time in five minutes." I totally forgot to tell you yesterday about it. And it's a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, <clears throat> are you sure you really want to do this? And, and, you know, my dad being who he is, just, like, super, you know, get over here now, impatient. So I, like, zipped over there, and, like, I, he's, they're already on the tee box. Two dudes I've never met, and then my dad. So I'm just like, okay, here we go. And start to golf. And I, like, first tee off a hit, and just smash the ball, not even – remotely where it needs to be and it just like kept spiraling down and down and down and like the first thought was like i just started getting like super triggered Mm. like i was just like gosh you know like i i just need to put a misery to this thing like it's just like the golf is so mental so you're just sitting there talking Mm. so much nasty shit to yourself i can't believe you you hit the ball calm down you you do what you're you've been doing for the past 33 years of golf and it got to the point where I took my three wood out after I hit and I slammed on the ground and shattered it. Wow. Yeah. And my dad was just like, he finally was in the golf cart with me. He was just like, is everything okay? And, <laughs> yeah. And, everything's and, <clears throat> fine. Right.
0: I, I, you know, on my good days, I just like to smash my three wood against things. <laughs> but it was, the, it was
2: the first time in almost, I would say forever. I should say, yeah, probably forever. My dad actually asked me that though. It was really, really weird. Of like, hey, are you okay? I'm just like, no, I'm not okay. He's like, well, why? And Then he's like, why not? I'm like, well, one, he never told me that we had a tournament today. Two, I don't even know who these people are that we're golfing with. Three, this is embarrassing because the first, you know, just like I went on and on and on. And, like, right after I did that, like, it just, like, brought a peace of mind. Like, I talked it out. I fought through it. I mentally just, like, pieced the whole thing back together, and I started to play okay again. <clears throat> you know, so it just... It was just a weird thing, but it was just like mm. I w- I got super triggered for a bit. I was just like, I want to just go like fuck this sport. I'm gonna go to the bar, <laughs> right? Yeah, obviously, man. I wasn't that close to doing. It. I'm just saying like it was just this thought of it. So,
1: but it passed.
2: Yeah, it passed. Yeah, and I like mentally.
1: That's what I meant. Like,
2: yeah, let it suck. Just right. let it suck. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. I was like, I got to share the story real quick.
1: Cool. That's
0: a really good one. it doesn't <laughs> last forever. I think the the thing that I'm uh, probably I and I always turn to this. I can make it through anything uh, as long as I don't drink. I can make it through death. I can make it through life. I can make it through sorrow and pain and anger. I can make it through all of those things as long as I don't. As long as I don't drink. And I say drink, but I guess when I I, when I don't pick up, as long as I don't pick up, whatever it may be, fucking Nyquil or you know maybe Adderall because you know somebody called apparently college students just love that shit uh which I was not aware of uh as long as they don't pick up, I can make it through anything and even though I have this kind of i guess beast of an experience that's coming up in my life, I don't have to I don't have to drink over it I don't have to use over it anymore i'm I'm totally good as long as I don't do that, and so I think that's the kind of the ending thing
2: that i wanna send out on so. Yeah. Looking well, I thought forward it was good to something different. Yeah. I thought it was good to catch up, and I'm excited for you. Right, you're going to do yeah. great over there, and it'd be fun to... I'm ex, I'm, ex, I'm excited for this dialogue going back and forth.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be really different. I'm going to bring on some British people.
2: You should. Yeah.
0: They're going to have I'm some excited. sweet
2: accents. You know, you're probably so. going to find a lot of Jamaicans. I can talk to someone, because there's a lot of Jamaicans that live in England. Really? Yeah.
0: I hear it's like a giant melting
2: pot Yeah. Of, oh, yeah. Like cultures everywhere, so I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Well, a lot of Jamaicans have like... It used to be a Providence to them, so yeah. yeah. We'll find a Jamaican. I'll talk. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk to them too. We'll find a Jamaican. A lot of rum down there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lots of Jamaicans. All right. Okay. So we are out. See you later, guys. Peace.